0: to another edition of Bikes, Burpees, and Backhands. This is your host, Dave Matthews. In this edition, a very short, informative podcast on strings for tennis rackets, the three major types of strings. What strings should you use depending on what level player you are? All these and more questions about strings and grips for a tennis racket in the upcoming edition of Bikes, Burpees, and Backhands. We hope you'll stay tuned for this information that you can pass on to your friends and help them possibly save a lot of money and also arm and fatigue problems. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Dave Matthews, your host with Bikes, Burpees, and Backhands. There are thousands of other podcasts out there you can pick from. I am just trying to give you some information and help your Enjoyment of bikes, burpees, or fitness, and backhands, which is tennis and could be pickleball. Um, Hopefully that will get you some more enjoyment down life's road. And that is our main goal here at BB&B. As you can hear in the background, I am stringing another racket. Um, I do also string for PGA Superstore in Duluth or Lawrenceville. Uh, We string many rackets there. We get lots of this same questions all the time that I'm about to go over. Uh, Most people come in and try to buy rackets, buy strings, and a lot of times they are not misinformed. They are just not informed at all. That is the goal of this podcast to, within a few minutes, try to get you some understanding of the types of strings and things that you want to do and things that you don't want to do when purchasing or getting your racket restrung. First and foremost, there are three basic types of strings. They are uh, synthetic gut, or which is normally called, uh, a lot of times, monofilament, which is a single core, doesn't have any wraps around it, it is pretty much one piece of man-made material. Uh, it is, like I said, a monofilament. It is one filament. Uh, and it is usually a basic price. Very, very inexpensive. Sometime, sometimes down around two, three, four dollars a set. A set is a piece of string that is enough to string one tennis racket. So usually monofilaments are very inexpensive. They don't give you much ability to rebound the ball, so a lot of people, uh, and a lot of pre strong beginner rackets come with monofilament strings in it. Um, From there, you go up to what we call synthetic guts, which are basically a monofilament, but it has many wraps. When I say many, could be 20, 30, 40 wraps around that monofilament. And that gives the monofilament portion a little bit of help in rebounding the ball more efficiently. It is a decent upgrade to a monofilament. And it will cost, generally speaking, about five bucks, six bucks, seven dollars a set, somewhere in that price range. Lots of pro shops, lots of tennis shops that String Rackets do one of two things in pricing their restringings. One is either they give you a price, like you'll see something that might say, you know, restring with synthetic gut. Uh could be Prince, Wilson. A lot of the companies have synthetic guts. Um, and they'll give you either a price for the string and a separate price for the installation or labor for stringing it and you add those two together and you come up with your price of restring. Uh, PGA Superstore does that. They have all their strings on display. They, you walk in, that is the cost of the string and then from there it is $15 to restring your racket in addition to the cost of the string. Uh, lots of strings come in multitude of colors And from those colors, generally, most, I don't want to say most, but a lot of distributors or stringers, shops, don't carry a lot of colors. Mainly because if you order six sets of pink and you only sell one or two, you wind up having four sets sitting on the shelf for a long period of time. And colors often come and go with fads. So they are very hard to predict, and for that reason, lots of shops don't carry a wider range of colors. So if you want a specific color in your racket, it might be better to find either a shop that carries a lot of them or order it easier, order it online, take it into the shop of your preference, and have them string it for that you know base stringing price of $15 dollars. I'll be right back after this intermission. Welcome back. So, we've gone over monofilaments. We've gone over somewhat of some multifilament, a little bit, and that is the synthetic gut line. Those are... Basically, I don't wanna say the same string, they're not. The synthetic gut is a little bit more forgiving, softer on your arm than the monofilament will be. From there, you can now go to what we call multifilament. Many companies have their bread and butter design of multifilament strings. Uh, they are, uh, examples are Wilson, has a string called Sensation. It is a, what we call a middle-of-the-line string, very soft, uh, doesn't have the coating, the polyurethane coating that it, the their, their higher-end NXT has. Uh, and that polyurethane coating does help NXT to bite and absorb the ball a little bit more responsive and uh, bite it a little bit more than the Sensation does. Sensation normally runs around about $12 a set, plus the $15 to string it. So you're looking at about $27 or so, dollars, maybe plus some tax uh, to string Sensation. Sensation has a couple of different versions. They have, I think, power. They also have control. And then the basic Sensation. Um, the differences sometimes in some of those are very, I don't want to say insignificant, but you know, there is a little bit of somewhat difference, but, you know, not enough for me to write home about, that's for sure, and that's me, um, so then the NXT is a, um, is a string that has a polyurethane coating, it has thousands of strands wrapped together, and then it is coated with this Polyurethane coating to help bite the ball better. It does rebound the ball very efficiently. It is uh, the highest end string you can get before going to natural gut. We will get over that in a minute. And it normally costs about $21 or $22. You got Fiber that has their biphase um, that's very similar to NXT. Uh, both have their marketing, you know. Gurus get on it and try to market it does that it does this and this and this String does what it does The owner of the racket the swinger of the club is the one that does most of the work the string can help But it can't create topspin. It can't create underspin. It can't create a kick serve that is in the hand or arm of the beholder So then let's take a quick break Welcome back. So then you're gonna move on to a. I hate to tell you a fourth string that I forgot. I shouldn't have because I played with it for a long period of time. It is called natural gut. Natural gut has a lot of um, <laughs> misinformation about it. Uh, over the years, natural gut has gotten this stereotype that it is. It lasts longer, or I'm sorry. It lasts shorter than like synthetic guts, like NXT, which is touted as being the closest you'll get to natural gut. And also, you know, Technofiber has a very good string doing the same. Uh, Natural gut has a, um, it does have a shelf life of about a year or so. So you want to get natural gut from a reputable distributor that, turns that volume over pretty pretty quickly. I know at PGA, we do go through quite a bit of natural gut. It has, over the years, the companies have put a very nice coating on it that aids in the stringing it, makes it a lot better to string it. Um, it uh, natural gut is still the number one string for rebounding the ball efficiently taking a lot of pressure off your arm and shoulder. Uh, people with uh, have arm problems, will usually go first to NXT or that high end technofiber stream. Uh, and then natural gut is a last resort because natural gut is about double the price per set of NXT. NXT is about $22 a set. Natural gut is about $44 a set, plus the 15 to string it. So, a lot of people, that prices them out of that market of natural gut. Natural gut, you don't want to be playing in the rain. Then again, you shouldn't be playing in the rain anyway. Tennis balls go dead in the rain. They get heavier. You hit them. You mishit them with, the, with them being wet. You cause lots of arm damage. And tennis courts get very slippery a lot of times when the lines or the you know the white lines on the court get wet they get very slick very easy to hurt yourself break a hip uh lots of other safety factors that when it starts raining get off the court so from that natural gut is a third string that i missed but i'm willing to admit that it is there and it is a viable option for lots of people for some people I, myself, used to play natural gut when I played for money and on tour, but not anymore. I use NXT, or when I'm just hitting around, I put sensation in my racket. It is more than good enough for me. From there, we have the last, but not least, string in this, I guess, arsenal of strings. We'll get to right when I get back after a short intermission. Welcome back. The fourth and final entry into the stringing log of today's podcast is polyester. Polyester strings have been around for a decade, maybe a decade and a half, um, maybe two at the most. I don't really remember them back in the early 2000s. Back then we had this string called, you not laugh, called Kevlar. It was used in Prince Pro Blend a lot. Andre Agassi made it famous. Uh, He used it in his main strings. He used synthetic gut or whatever in the cross strings. Kevlar was a very stiff string. It actually wasn't a stiff fiber string, but when you put it in a racket in a string format, which you would, it was a very stiff string. The fibers were very stiff. They did not give much It was about as boardish as you could get it. Well, since then, stringing manufacturers have come out with this thing called polyester. And they have taken polyester over the years and tried to create softer versions of it because polyester in its its main format is a a plastic monofilament. It doesn't have braids. It doesn't rebound the ball like NXT or uh, Technofiber uh, biphase. Uh It doesn't do that. It is a monofilament polyester string. Very brittle. That is what I'm stringing with. As you hear me on my podcast in the background, I am stringing a young man's racket with polyester string. I and a lot of my associates at the store I I string for, do not recommend polyester string for anybody that doesn't come to us with a string breaking problem. Like I break my strings once a week and I can't afford to play tennis if I keep doing this. Okay, we will put you a polyester or maybe a hybrid in there where you put polyester in the mains and you put a softer string in the cross strings, and you will be fine. You will give up a little bit of feel, but you will not be coming into to restring as often. Um, and that is the general rule of thumb with mo- all the professional stringers that I string with uh, around the city and around the country. The consensus is that. If you don't break a lot of string, there is no need for you to pick up a polyester string. If you hear your friends say, I play with this polyester string. It is what uh, Alexander Zverev or this is what Rafa Nadal plays with on the TV. I have to break you back up, bring you back down to reality that you are not on TV. You are a intermediate, beginner player, even a high-end player that um, if you don't break a lot of strain, there is no need. Why do you want to put your arm and shoulder through that type of punishment? You're going to do it anyway. Anything above shoulder, if your orthopedic surgeon hasn't told you, anything above shoulder normally is an abnormal motion for a human anatomy. So, knowing that, don't put it through any more wear and tear than you have to. Um, a lot of polyesters have colors. People like those colors. Those colors draw you know, users. Those users have arm problems. So stay away from polyester unless you have to. Uh, that is our recommendation across the board. Beginners do not need polyester. Uh, young kids... You know, up until a certain age, about you know, 14, 15, I would say, don't need polyester. Yes, you will restring a little bit. You don't want to put that young adolescent arm that is already swinging and trying to build tennis muscles in that arm and shoulder that will help them. You don't want to add extra wear and tear because if they're in it for the long haul, the long haul will catch up with them. I will not guarantee it, but you—I have seen it happen time and time again. One of my best players of all time wound up winning the state's biggest junior tournament. He strung his racket about every two matches, three matches, with the cheapest nylon string he could find. At about back then, that was in the year like 2000. You know, the string cost him about a dollar, a dollar fifteen per set. He could restring his own rackets, um, and he would do it. About every two matches, he would restring his rackets. It put less wear and tear on his arm. He played just as well. Everybody else was using an expensive string. He didn't mind beating you with that cheap string because the string does not make the player. It can only help a little bit. I mean, a little bit. So, take that as you may. Stay away from polyesters if you can. If you can't, some of the better polyesters, and we did have one at our store that is coming out with a new softer polyester. They don't even want to call it a polyester because of the, you know, the wrap that polyester gets. as being very hard and stiff. Well, it is. And so they're trying to, you know, market it as not a polyester, not a monofilament, not a multifilament, something different. So... Be on the lookout for that. And, uh, you know, I will also have a podcast when it comes out, but that is what is in the mates. So, hope this podcast has helped you. Uh, if you are a beginner player, please don't come in asking for, um, you know, polyester strings. Ask for something that will help you, and we will be glad to give it to you for sure. I hope this podcast helps you. Uh, you know wade through the trials and tribulations of beginning intermediate advanced level tennis and also helps you enjoy the sport. If you have any comments to give me about this podcast or any other podcast, feel free to do so. I do have a voicemail. You can also email me at Bikes Burpees backhands. At gmail.com. Anytime you wish, I will be glad to reply and also give you a shout out on our podcast. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I am just about through stringing this racket and I'm going to be moving on down the road and going to teach a little bit. Hope all of you have a blessed day. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at DMTA Tennis and also on Facebook. The same thing. Have a great day, everybody. Last but not least on the topic of strings, you have to remember that just because a string doesn't break doesn't mean that the string is still lively or its ability to rebound the ball is still ever present as when it was first strung. Most strings, once you take them off the machine, they start losing their ability to rebound the ball from then, but take that into consideration Polyester string, uh, unbeknownst and unmarketed to most people, just because it doesn't break, after about nine to ten hours of play, most polyester strings uh, lose tension and also lose the ability or, re- or resonance to the ability to rebound the ball efficiently. And the user of the racket generally then has to go into about three or four levels of Higher of energy to create the same uh, ball, speed and spin of ball that they had during the first nine hours of play. So, just because a polyester string does not break doesn't mean it is not that it is rebounding the ball like it once did. It doesn't. That is why you watch TV, players on TV, oh, they're playing with this polyester string, this polyester string. Yes. And after every ball change, most of those pros on TV also will change rackets to match not only the new ball that's coming out because they switch balls every seven games at the start of a match and then every nine games thereafter, they get brand new balls. They also pull out a new racket that... Has you know a hundred percent ability to rebound that ball for about nine games. And that's what that polyester string lasts for the pro player. For the intermediate, advanced, beginner players, you got about nine or ten hours, and then you're gonna start working like a madman or a mad woman to create the same shot as in the first nine hours. So take that into consideration. When monofilaments and multifilaments are in your racket, generally speaking, the rule of thumb is you want to restring your racket as many times in a year as you play in a week. And generally speaking, that's at least going to be the base is about two times a year you need to restring your racket because the string does lose its ability to rebound the ball efficiently. I hope this podcast helps. Have a great day from Bikes, Burpees, and Backhands. This is Dave signing off.